Welcome in to Rebound Off the Net. I'm your host, Joshua Cox. Today we've got a special guest, and let's go ahead and get to our exclusive interview. Last week, the AFL announced the return of a legacy franchise, the Louisiana Voodoo. Today, we're joined by the head coach, Mr. James Shiver. Coach, we appreciate you being with us today. Well, I appreciate you having me. Coach, give, give us fans a little bit of info about your football background and how you ended up being a part of the Voodoo reboot. Well, so, you know, years ago, I played college football at UL Lafayette. Um, and then after it was over with, um, I, you know, I was looking around for some uh, indoor arena football type teams and things like that. And my parents were real big in the uh, oil field at the time. And so my mom and dad were, were trying to, uh, my dad always had this uh, obsession of football. And so they were trying to buy a CFL franchise. And just so happens, one of my high school coaches talked them into getting into the in- indoor football and uh, so they, I was, I was actually joining a team in Baton Rouge when they were buying the team in Baton Rouge. And, and so, you know, it's kind of a, a weird predicament that your parents are going to be part of owners and owners of the team. And so I played for the team a couple of years and then, uh, I got out of that situation and, uh, you know, I kind of was going to give it up. You know, I think, you know, when you're playing college ball, you, you got bigger, you know, I guess bigger fish to fry. You want to go do whatever you had went to college for. And, um, so I had went to college for marketing and, and so for a little while, I was kind of obsessed with uh, how marketing, sports marketing, which was really just taking off back in the day, how it worked, you know. And uh, and so it was fun being around the indoor leagues and seeing the different teams and, uh, you know, how they're how, how they sold sponsorships and how they did things. Well, after a couple of years, I kind of got tired of it. And and uh, we started having some children, uh, my wife and I at the time. And and so I uh, started getting into coaching. Because I really liked coaching, and uh, I had had some real good coaches in my day, and so uh, so I was going to coach the next year. And Bob Mafus had called me, and I coached with him uh, in Alexandria, Louisiana, when they had an indoor team there. Um, and then I ended up going meet uh, Kip Tejada in Lake Charles and coached with him for four years, which I had a blast uh, coaching the Land Sharks with him. Um, and then after that, uh, a, a lady named Jamie Lemunyan out of Oklahoma called me and offered me a job. They were going to put an expansion team in Montgomery, Alabama. And I didn't even know where Montgomery, Alabama was except for country songs, you know. So, uh, so I jumped on board and we went and, uh, man, it was a, it was a good time that first year, you know, to build a team from scratch, a brand new expansion team. And, uh, we had a real good season. We went to the conference finals that year. Um, you know, and, it was just it was a it was a good experience for me and at the end of the season I had made friends with a coach of Cincinnati his name was Ed Biles he used to be a head coach uh, for the Houston Oilers years ago and um, he had connected me with the San Jose SaberCats and uh, and I you know I was, so I was thinking about you know I was going to go be a quarterback coach for the SaberCats at the time and uh, well about that same time period I was going through a divorce in life and so I got I got out of it you know I just got, I gave it all up for my children at that point I had three uh beautiful girls and i was more to me it was more important to be with them than to chase my dreams of being a you know professional coach and and so i gave it all up and i got out of the business and uh stayed home and i coached you know one a football in louisiana for uh for a little while and and uh, where they were going to school at and then uh and then i said i'm gonna be a principal so i went back got my master's degree and um you know, and, and so that was my, my mindset. I was just going to be a principal and be the, you know, the best teacher I could and be around my kids. And, and so whenever this, this came up, whenever they, you know, the, the, actually the visitors bureau called me and said, man, would you be interested in coaching again? And it was one of my friends that works there from Lake Charles. Oh, man, that's, 
It was, it was almost like God put my life on pause, you know, after my divorce and said, okay, I'm going to take it off pause now and press play and you can go back to doing what you were doing. And, and, uh, so it's like a dream come true for me, man. I mean, you know, after all these years, I've been coaching high school ball for 15, 16 years now. And it's like my kids, my last daughter is graduating this year. Um, you know, and, and she's a basketball player about to sign a scholarship with, uh, LSU and Eunice, um, and so I'll get to watch her play all of our senior year before our season starts. Um, so it just it's like a dream come true. All the, all the stuff fit. The timelines fit. Uh, the only thing I didn't want to do was, you know, I'm at my alma mater now, and I didn't want to give that up, the head coach job, the athletic director job. And um, and so I did talk to the league whenever they called me about that. And they were like, oh, no, absolutely not. You don't have to give that up. And so, you know, they worked with me. And, uh, and so, you know, look. I'm just excited to be here. It's going to be a, a great situation. You know, the voodoo, I was a huge fan of the voodoo when they were in New Orleans. Um, you know, I kept track of them. I had so many friends, Damon Mason, that played college football. Me, that played for the voodoo. Uh, you know, people like that. And so I, so whenever this, this came up and it was an opportunity arose, I was just like, you know, I, I can't pass this up. And, uh, you know, we're going to see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, you've coached both the outdoor and the indoor game. Uh, how would you describe uh, the differences in the two? Oh, it's the speed of the game. You know, um, indoor football is so much fun. It's almost, you know, I, I tell everybody, you know, before the movie came out about Kurt Warner, you know, quarterbacks, if you wanted to get a faster release, you would go to the arena or, or indoor league because you had to throw the ball faster. It's an 85-foot by 50-yard field, you know, Um and so, you know, so whenever the, the story, whenever the movie came out, I was like, oh, I've been telling that story my whole life, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think the indoor game is a lot faster. I mean, it's it's geared different. Um, you know, an arena game specifically is geared different because it's so much more passing than the indoor game is. Um, and the Nets, you know, the Nets put a whole change on everything. Um, but, look, I, I think, uh, you know, the, the, the speed of the game, the athletes, the, uh, you know, that in indoor football, you got so many, it's a different kind of athlete. Arena football is Ironman football. So you got to be able to play offense and defense. And I was telling somebody yesterday, I said, I think this might be the best for me because the school that I coach at, my kids go both ways. So, you know, it's almost like you're, you're coaching them to do two things at one time, you know, in individual drills and everything else. So I, it's going to be, it's going to definitely help us, uh, you know, that, that I've coached the outdoor game, but it's going to really help is the indoor experience that I bring to the table. Um, you know, and, and just, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of arena football is, you know, which, which racehorses you can get in your stable because the racehorses are what wins the race. You know, the jockeys just got to ride them. Yeah. yeah uh, Coach, can uh, you tell us a little bit about uh, possibly who owns the Voodoo franchise? Uh, the ownership group, I don't think was uh, announced in the press release. Are you able to say that? So they they haven't released it yet because it's a celebrity that owns it, um, and they and they would kill me if I released it. Uh, I think they're gonna release it in November. Um, you know, I guess around the same time they release the schedules, and it's gonna be a big. I mean, it's a it's a big name celebrity, um, and it's uh you know I, I think that this celebrity was uh, really loved the franchise when it was in New Orleans, and uh, and you know I, I'm I'm, a, I'm really thinking that the, the one main reason it's not back in New Orleans is the the you know, the success of the Pelicans and they have, you know, they have the rights to the whole arena. You know what I mean? So it's really hard to get into that arena. And, uh, you know, the city of Lake Charles, this is, they wanted this. I mean, I don't know if you can tell by the press conference, but the mayor was there, the visitors bureau is there, the tourism is there. You know, Lake Charles, the Louisiana, the city of Louisiana is real big and real well known in Louisiana. It's almost like a Biloxi type city 
um, you know, a Las Vegas type city full of casinos. You know, there's a lot of casinos in Las Vegas in um, Lake Charles. You know, and, and so you know, so it's a big, it's a lot of money there. A lot of economy goes through. You know, a lot of you know, it's going to have a lot of economic effects. Us being there, um, and it's just going to be a, a good situation. The arena was all remodeled, and uh, it's a, it's really a real nice arena. Um, you know, Hurricane Rita. A lot of people don't know this, but after Katrina had hit New Orleans years ago, about two weeks later, Hurricane Rita hit Lake Charles. And uh, and so it really destroyed a lot. And so the, the Lake Charles Civic Center is basically new on the inside. And uh, and so that Civic Center is going to be a real nice place to host, uh, you know, some uh, some football. And, you know, I was talking to, to Commissioner uh, Hutton, and, you know, we're going to get some TV games in our arena you know, which I know some of the smaller market teams, I don't know if they'll get them or not, but I know we're going to get some because of how nice our arena is. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the Voodoo is one of the most popular names in franchises from the previous AFL. How important was it to bring that name back? Well, that's what that's what it was. You know, a lot of uh, the way that our league works um, is feedback. And I think whenever they were first looking into uh, what teams they wanted and what teams they wanted to bring back, um, they said there was such a, a response of the, the name Voodoo, and uh, I'm with you. Being from Louisiana, I, you know it's was it was a super popular name. Uh, the mascot was popular. You see that mascot? You still see the mascot on commercials from uh, you know the the New Orleans Tourism uh, Commission uh, and stuff like that. So you know the the Voodoo was a huge huge thing. Um, you know it's it's almost like the Durham Bulls in baseball. You know I mean everybody knew who they were, and so. I think that was a name that was coming back regardless. It's just what city that they could get it in and wanted it in, in Louisiana. And then, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm glad they picked Lake Charles. It's, it's close to me, and uh, it's one reason that I'm here. Yeah, I've gotten many questions about your all's logo. What was the reason for changing the logo from the previous franchise? You know, they, I, you know, I, I, our logo is uh, – it's different, um, you know, and, and uh, you know, I don't, I'm not sure about the reasons of changing it. I don't want to give you an answer that might be wrong. Uh, you know, I, I did, I did kind of was like, man, I like the old logo, <laughs> you know. Uh, but you know, listen, uh, I guess whoever owns the team is gonna, you know, tell you why he picked that logo. <laughs> All right. Uh, where are things at as far as your coaching staff, and can you announce any members of your coaching staff now? Well, we don't want to announce it yet because we have a press conference set up for the, to do that. But uh, I will tell you that about 80% of our coaching staff is field, um, you know, and and we've already started picking up analysts. Uh, you know, I will say that I've already talked to, you know, I've talked to Damon Mason. I've talked to a John 4K. You know, I've talked to people like that, uh, you know, reached out to them about possibly being an analyst, you know, and things like that. Um, you know, people that have like major years experience in arena football. You know, um, and then, you know, I've also reached out to some of the local uh, coaches that I know. There's, you know, there's so much talent in Louisiana um, and people that's going on to play arena football somewhere or, you know, or, you know, and, and so they bring in that experience back and they, they live in town. There's so many high school coaches that I know uh, in that area that played arena football or actually coached arena football. You know, so it's a it's going to be you're going to be surprised by some of the coaches. <laughs> Uh, you seem pretty ingrained in that area of Louisiana. What uh, what's going to be some key aspects about getting out in the community and get and garnering support for the franchise? Well, I think I think the uh, the key the key to us is going to be reaching out and getting the you know the community on board. When I did the press conference, the first thing I said, you know, is uh, you know I'm a South Louisiana boy. You know, what I mean, I'm from here. 
you know, <laughs> and uh, you know, and I think that's uh, I think that's one reason they wanted me. You know, I'm I'm really big in the community. I mean, my my high school team that I coach does three community projects a year. You know, um, and we go in and we do big things. I mean, we're known all over the area because we help. We have a big a big arm and a big outreach. And our arena team is going to be the same way. You know, when I'm coaching, you know, the voodoo, we're going to be out there and uh, and doing things in the community. Um, you know, we already started signing up for the uh, the uh, reading project for the summertime, where we read to the kids at the libraries all around Lake Charles area, and uh, you know, around all the way from you know an hour in each direction. You know, um, I'm big into that. I'm big that if the community loves you, they're going to support you. You know, and uh, you know, so I, I know that. Our outreach will be really good as far as the you know community outreach and our promotions and things like that. Um, I really expect us to have some sellout crowds, man. I mean, this is a, a huge opportunity for uh, Southwest Louisiana, um, you know, to have his team to to have that TV time, to have this uh, coverage, um, you know, and, and it's it's a it's just going to be a big opportunity. And and listen, you know, people, I, I you know, I've read articles on players, you know, these players don't want to come to the Arena League, they want to go to this league. I'm going to tell you this, my phone doesn't stop ringing from players trying to get on our team. You know what I mean? I mean, it's it's constant. I mean, I've gotten – the first day when they announced that I had 100 Facebook messages from different players trying to get here, you know, uh, and that's from all kind of teams and all in every league that you can imagine. Uh, we have kids that played in the USFL last year that are going to be on our roster this year. Um, you know, so it's going to be it's going to be big time, man. It's going to be a lot bigger than, than people are expecting. Uh, and I hope we have the uh, – you know, the best team. I'd like to, to go to Nashville and play the Nashville Cats. That'd be a pretty uh, historic thing. I remember when the Nashville Cats actually played last time. You know, uh, the Orlando Predators was a main staple of the Arena Football League. I can't wait to go play the Orlando Predators. You know, um, you know Philadelphia Soul, I hope we get to go do that. So just to say, it's going to be a, an amazing experience um, for a great community, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, tell us a little about your coaching style. Are you an offense, defensive guy, and uh, what will uh, be the identity of your voodoo teams? Uh, I'm an offensive guy, and I, I hope our identity is trying to score about 70 points a game, you know, <laughs> and winning all of them. Uh, I, I'm an offensive guy. Um, I'm a big quarterbacks guy. I love to coach quarterbacks. Um, you know, I like to find uh, anything they're doing wrong and help them get better and, uh, you know, try to see them go to the next level. You know, some – some people are just suited better for arena football, you know, uh, and then some people are just not, you know, and it's, it, it, and maybe they're suited better for the outdoor game. So, you know, uh, one guy I was, I was talking to on the phone the other night is a, a big wide receiver, a big tall wide receiver trying to, you know, he wants to be an offensive specialist. And I said, listen, man, I said, uh, you know, arena football is so fast paced that, you know, it's, it's, it's just different than outdoor football. And some guys that can do it in outdoor football can't do it in, in uh, arena football. And some people that can do it in arena football can't do it in outdoor football. It's just, uh, it's a different, it's a different animal. Uh, so he was kind of asking me, well, what's my chances of going to the next level? And I said, you know, that's all about being in the right place at the right time. I said, when I came out of college, I thought there were guys that weren't as good as me that got opportunities. You know what I mean? And then sometimes there were guys that were better than me that didn't get opportunities. So it's all about who sees you and who sees how good you really are. And, you know, it's effort, too. Effort takes you a long way. You know, I, I tell the guys that you take one play off, and that scout just turned off that video. You know what I mean? So it's uh, it, it, it's it's going to be a – I will tell you this. Our, our offensive style is going to be fast-paced. Our defensive style, we – I can't tell you our defensive coordinator is Chris Hemphill. He has arena football experience. He's coming from California. That's where he lives at. Uh, Chris is very aggressive, man, and he's going to be uh, in your face trying to stop you and – if he can get three stops a game, I hope we win most of those 
if you're not already, you'll be out uh, recruiting players very soon. Take us behind the recruitment process uh, for the Voodoo and what you're looking for in a player that plays for you. Well, so first thing I told, uh, you know, Chris, when we were talking about players is uh, let's, let's list all the players that want to come. You know, uh, that we, you know, that a lot of them contacted us where they have tons, you know, with experience. So let's make a list of them. Let's make a list of who we want. Um, let's find out where, where, where what is their background? Do they have any kind of affiliation with Louisiana? I'm, I'm real big on trying to stay a lot of, uh, at home a lot. You know, Louisiana produces a lot of athletes. Look at LSU football. You know, within, within a two hour circle of Lake Charles, you have, uh, Houston, you have Beaumont, which is Lamar. Uh, university have a good football program. You have Magnesia State University, who always produces uh, some one double play, uh, you know, playoff teams every year in football. You have uh, UL Lafayette, which is a one uh, Division One school. You have LSU, that's two hours away. Uh, you know, and then you have a Division Three school at Louisiana College. So we can't put together a team that has some kind of a, you know, with kids that have some kind of affiliation to either those colleges or something around that area. You know, and you know, I don't know what we what we doing. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're a little bit about uh, around five months till kickoff. Take us behind the scenes. What will happen with the franchise between now and kickoff? Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be fast paced. Uh, uh, you know, we have a front office uh, that's in that's in place and also getting put in place. I know we have uh, a general manager and a, a team president right now. Um, and so, you know, the next the next five months are going to be them rocking and rolling, season ticket sales, sponsorship sales, um, which is already underway and started. But the uh, the for the football side, we're going to be you know ordering equipment, uh, you know, getting everything the way we want. Uh, the, the, we already have jerseys and pants and and all that good stuff. But getting all of our practice stuff together, you know, the Lake Charles Civic Center is a very popular civic center, so. A lot of times we won't be able to practice in there. We'll have to practice outside. Um, and so we've already talked to Magnese about a possibility of uh, teaming up with them for a, uh, you know, for a place to practice. Um, you know, and it's just things like that. You know, it's all the behind the scenes things, you know, even down to ordering the kicking tees and stuff like that. You know what I mean? All that thing. Then we'll be doing uh, tryouts. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm big into doing tryouts, except I don't want to do it where it seems like it's a fundraiser. You know, I was always one of those players. I was like, man, why am I paying this much money to trial for a team? You know, um, I know you have to charge because you want people to be held accountable and you want there to be like a, uh, you know, like a, you know, you, you're charging to cover all your expenses of what, how, what it costs to put on the camp for that day. But you don't want to charge an arm leg because then people start thinking, oh, is this even real? I mean, is this a, you know, what is this? So I'm one of those guys like to keep it all professional. We're going to do tryouts in Houston. We're going to do tryouts in Beaumont. We're going to do tryouts in Lake Charles. We're going to do tryouts in Lafayette. We're going to do tryouts in, uh, and we're going to do tryouts in Baton Rouge. And we might even do one in Alexandria. You know, I mean, that'll cover all of our area. And, you know, I'm, I'm big into this too. I don't know. I was telling you in 1998, I played for the Bayou Beast and a guy showed up at tryouts and ran a 4140 named Mike Lewis. Uh, next thing you know, he's the beer man kickoff returner for the New Orleans Saints. You know, so you never know who's out there for these tryouts. You might find a kid that runs that fast. I, I remember whenever Mike ran the uh, ran the forty. Um, Buford Jordan said, "Son, go sit down right over there." Then he comes to us and he says, "Remeasure that. I don't believe that's forty yards." I'm like, "Coach, it's on a turf field." And you know, so we measured it was forty yards. You know, and so just to say, you know, you never know what you're going to find a diamond in the rough somewhere in one of these tryouts. And 
And so all that's going to take place. It'll probably be about a five-week span for those tryouts and, and uh, you know, and just, just getting ourselves situated. We'll, we'll have most of our team from recruiting, but I'd like to do, you know, I'd like to do a couple trials just to give, the you know, Joe Blow a chance to try out. Yeah, Coach, we appreciate you being with us today. We look forward to talking to you again down the road. All right, man. Thanks so much for having me. This has been another episode of Rebound Off the Net. I'm your host, Joshua Cox. A big thanks to Voodoo Head Coach James Shiver for coming on the podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at ReboundNet. You can email us at ReboundOffTheNet at gmail.com. Rebound Off the Net is produced by Preston Cox. We'll be back with you for another episode before you know it. But in the meantime, always remember, catch the rebound off the net.